close with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. Glory to God. Well, today, the title of today's message is Don't Be Ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Let me say that again. Don't be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Come on, turn to somebody else. Say, neighbor, don't be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Here's in Acts chapter 1, verse 1. It says, the former treatise made I, O Theopolis, all of that Jesus, what, began to both do what? To do and to teach. See, there's a time to do it, and there's a time to teach it. Let me say it again. There's a time to do it, and there's a time to teach it. There's a time to teach, and there's a time to train, folks. And see, just teaching is not going to get the job done. Let me say it one more time. Just teaching is not going to get the job done. See, you can write all kind of training manuals. But unless someone actually goes through the motion of walking with God, they will never be everything God has called them to be. Amen? Because of what? It takes doing as well as teaching. You can be taught all day long, but if you don't do what you're taught, it doesn't mean a thing. Oh, come on, are you with me out here? And it says here, Jesus would do and then teach. He would what? Do and then teach. So what should we do? Do and teach. Well, the question is, how long did he do it? Look at verse 2. Until the what? Until the day in which he was what? Taken up. Amen. Well, he did. What did he do? He do and teach until the day he was what? Taken up. He said, after that, he threw the Holy Ghost. Through who? The Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Notice it says, he threw the who? He threw the who? He threw the Holy Ghost. Say that with me. He threw the Holy Ghost. Come on, say it again. He threw the Holy Ghost. Come on, say it one more time. He threw who? Through the Holy Ghost. Then Acts verse, verse 3 says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Guess what? You are a proof of God. You are a walking miracle. Say it again. You are a walking miracle. Some of you shouldn't have been here today. Some of you shouldn't even be alive today. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because some of the things you went through over the years, glory to God. You know you are a walking miracle if you look back when you first got saved until now. Or if you go back a little bit further, look at before you got saved up to now. You are a walking miracle. In all rights, you should not be saved. <laughs> Come on. Matter of fact, just look at some of your friends today. Look at some of the people you grew up with. Don't you see a difference? Come on, say it again. Don't you see a difference? Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? What happened? You are a walking miracle that God is alive. Amen. Glory. And God is faithful. By an infallible proof, which is you. 
<laughs> Amen. It says, and being seen of them for 40 days, speaking of things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. And we know Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the who? The who? Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the othermost part of the earth. Listen, folks, it's all about the Holy Ghost. Let me say it again. It's all about the Holy Ghost. And as men and women of God, we can't, we can't get so caught up in our daily routines of life and start spending time with God. Let me say that again. Amen. As men and women of God, we can't get so caught up with the daily routines of life and stop spending time with God. See, you have to spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Let me say it one more time. You have to spend time doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost and listening to the voice of God. See, people still don't pray in the Holy Ghost or pray in tongues enough. And they've been saved for years. See, we need the Holy Ghost, folks. Let me say it again. We need the Holy Ghost, especially in the day and time we're living in. Come on, tell your neighbor, you need the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you. I remember the first time I received the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking of the tongues. Fred Price had came to Detroit, Michigan. Everybody know Fred Price. Amen. He's having a service in downtown Detroit. And after the service, he asked anybody want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I didn't understand that. Nobody about the Holy Ghost. I didn't understand that tongue thing. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. All I heard they was doing that, 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 that. I was wondering, what in the world are they saying? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I went back into the back room. Amen. And they explained all the scriptures to me. Glory to God. I said, that sounds pretty good. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what happened? I ended up receiving the Holy Ghost. I ended up beginning to talk in what? And other tongues. And I knew when I received the Holy Ghost that night, that it was in the afternoon. I knew when I went out, when I went out that room, something happened inside me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I could sense something had happened. And it was like, as if, like I said, it was in the afternoon when I walked out the door of the auditorium, Cobo Hall, Detroit, Michigan, downtown. I looked up and it seemed like the clouds just looked so real. It's like 4D. <laughs> the, blue, the, the, the blue sky just got bluer. It's like the prettiest blue I've ever seen in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey Amen. The clouds were white and fluffy. The sky was so blue. I mean, everything looked so much brighter. After I got filled what? With the Holy Ghost. And from that day forward, I'd never been ashamed to pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. And you'd be surprised about people who are ashamed to pray in the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, even when I laid hands on that man at the competition, I was praying in the Holy Ghost before I prayed for him in English, and I prayed in the Holy Ghost after I prayed for him in English. Listen, because I'm a Holy Ghost person. I'm a spirit-filled man. Come on, say amen, somebody. And guess what? I pray in the Holy Ghost. I wasn't worried about who was seeing me or who heard me. I wasn't worried about that. Listen, they cuss in front of you and don't think nothing of it. Let me say that again. They cuss in front of you 
and don't they none none they cuss unto their God. So why shouldn't you pray in the Holy Ghost and think nothing of it? Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans 8, 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also what? Help of our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself make of intercession for us with what? groaning which cannot be uttered and he that searches the hearts knows what's in the mind of the spirit because he make up intercession for the saints according to the what to the will of God let me read this from the new living translation amen what's it say here it says the Holy Spirit helps us in our what in our what in our what weaknesses he said for example we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Have you been in a situation you didn't know what to pray and how to pray? Come on, are you with me out here? It says that we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Sometimes you don't know what to pray. Sometimes you don't know how to pray. Come on, say amen, somebody. But it goes on to say, but the Holy Spirit does what? Praise for us with what? With groanings that cannot be expressed in your natural English language. Are you following me out here? Verse 27 says, And the Father who knows all hearts knows what who? The Spirit is saying. He knows what the Holy Spirit is saying. For the Spirit does what? Please for us believers in harmony with God's own what? Own what? Will. See, the Holy Spirit pleads for us when we are praying in the Holy Ghost. And he says he prays in harmony, in harmony with God's own will. I know you probably know all this. Come on, say amen, somebody. But faith comes by hearing, not having heard. Amen. So he prays in what? Harmony with God's own will. See, when you're praying in tongues, you're praying God's own will for your family. When you're praying in tongues, you're praying in God's own will for your children. Because you may not know how to pray for your children, but the Holy Ghost does. Come on, when you're praying in other tongues, you're praying God's own will for your husband or wife, or the wife or husband you want. Hallelujah. When you're praying in other tongues. You pray for God's own will for your co-workers on the job because you know they need it. But you don't know how to pray for them. Come on, say amen, somebody. When you're praying in other tongues, guess what? You're praying God's own will for your business. God's own will for your future. So why wouldn't you pray in the Holy Ghost? See, when I pray for the men in the morning, sometimes I just spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. And then we pray in English while, we're still, while the men are still praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's all about what? The Holy Ghost, folks. And sometimes the Holy Ghost will just have us just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost. One question once again, why wouldn't you pray in the Holy Ghost? See, we get commandments from the Holy Ghost, folks. See, if you get commandments from the Holy Ghost, why quench him? 
Let me say it again. If we get commandments from the Holy Ghost, why would you quench him? Why would you grieve him by not praying in the Holy Ghost, folks? Why would you resist the Holy Spirit? Why would you be ashamed of him? Why would you hide him in a closet? Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. See, in this church, we give the Holy Ghost free reign. We live by the three W's. Worship, word, workshop. Worship, word, workshop. See, I don't just preach big. I give a little time for the Holy Ghost to confirm the word I just preached. Come on, are you with me out here? Why? Because it's all about who? Come on, it's all about who? Come on, it's all about who? It's all about the Holy Ghost. What did Jesus say in John 16, 7? John chapter 16, verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I what? That I what? That I what? Go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, who's the comforter? Come on, who's the comforter? The comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, he says, I will what? Send him unto you. Well, Jesus sent the Holy Ghost, folks, as to be our what? Comforter. Well, look at verse 12. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. See, there's a lot of things you can't handle in the natural. Let me say it again. There are a lot of things you don't know about, but the Holy Ghost does. There are mysteries in the Word of God that, only, that will only come by Holy Ghost. Are you following me out here? Papa Hagen would say that speaking in tongues, is the gateway into the supernatural. Let me say it again. Speaking in tongue is the gateway into the supernatural. Look at verse 13. He says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will what? He will guide you into all truth. He will what? Guide you into all truth. It says he will guide you. Who will guide you? Come on, who will guide you? It says he will guide you into what? All truth. Before you go in that courtroom, pray in the Holy Ghost, and he will guide you. Come on, anybody with me in here? Be, listen, when, you, when you're going for that interview, pray in the Holy Ghost, and he will what? Guide you. Come on, before you go into surgery. Do what? Pray in the Holy Ghost so he can guide that surgeon's hand on your behalf. You better pray in the Holy Ghost when you go into these hospitals today. Before you do anything, do what? Do what? Pray in the Holy Ghost, but we still don't do it enough. It goes on to say, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he what? Speak, for he will do what? He will show you things to come. See, when I first started working for Word of Faith in maintenance department, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Come on, say amen, somebody. 
Now, on the outside, you think everybody in the church or working of the or working in the church should be holier than thou. Should be. Amen. But I found out that not everybody that works for God is holy. Not everybody that works in the church is holy. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Because people have different motives. Amen. And I was working with some men in security and in the maintenance department. And they would get in the office and actually have conversations about the women they had. This is in the church. They would talk about the holla holla in Detroit. <laughs> that they went to last night. And how many dollars they put into the strain. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And in the lobby of the church, amen, as a matter of fact, Marvin Winan has that church now. In the lobby, there was an information desk. It was on the side. And what would happen, the men would just stand around it and watch the women go by. They called it the booty watching station. And uh, and uh, and uh, and they would just stand there, cool, and just be looking at every butt that go by. And they would talk about it, have conversation. Ooh, you see that one? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. So what the Holy Ghost had me do every morning before I went to work, and I would get to work early, and I would just sit in the parking lot. And praying the Holy Ghost for a half an hour to an hour before I walked in that door. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. I was praying the Holy Ghost for a half hour to an hour before I went into that building. Because why? Because I didn't want to be caught up in that mess. Listen, I didn't want that stuff to get in me, or should I say back in me. Come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. Be real. Amen. But what it had, what it did... It helped me focus on what I need to do for that day. Amen. I would walk through the halls praying in the Holy Ghost. Are y'all with me out here? Amen. amen. And the Holy Ghost would show me things that would distract Bishop, amen, when it comes to dealing with maintenance or the church. And he would say, I walked, he said, fix that. Holy Ghost say, straighten that up. Move that. Because why? Because Bishop, we had along with one of the officers on this end, and you had to walk this long hallway to get to the sanctuary. And he had offices in the back of the sanctuary. And I would walk, he would walk from his office that way, from the sanctuary, on, from the office, where, where the offices were, and walk through, amen, all the way through the hallway and walk through the sanctuary. So all the time while he's walking, he's looking. Like I do sometimes. <laughs> I'm looking to see what's out of place. Amen. I'm looking to see what needs to be fixed. Glory to God. But that's what he's doing. So what the Holy Ghost had me do, the Holy Ghost did not want him to be distracted with things that should have been taken care of. Amen. So what he do, he would show me things to come. Are y'all with me out here? He would show me what to fix. He would show me things the bishop would look at. 
and have me correct it so he wouldn't be distracted by whatever, whatever, whatever it was. What was he doing? The Holy Ghost was leading me. He was showing me things. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that's what Bishop recognized when he promoted me to this position. He noticed my anticipation of things. I didn't wait for things to get done. I didn't wait for somebody else to do it. If I seen something was wrong with it, I quickly went to, went, went to what? To fix it or correct it. Oh, okay, I don't want to hear that. What I was doing, I was getting things done before he addressed it. Before he had to address it. Not trying to be noticed. But just following the Holy Ghost in the workplace and getting things done by praying in the what? Holy Ghost. See, praying in the Holy Ghost has become as natural for you just like you talking in English. Let me say it again. Praying in the Holy Ghost has become just as natural for you as you praying in English. For example, we'll find out what's on the inside of you. Just let me see you stub your toe. When you stub your toe, you either say, or you go bleep the bleep, 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 bleep. Come on, are you with me out here? But what you got to do, you got to what? Pray what? And the Holy Ghost. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. We don't do it enough. We don't do it enough. We don't do it enough. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in a what? Unknown tongue. What happens? My spirit prayer, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the what? understanding. So if I'm praying in the spirit, what am I doing? I'm praying in an unknown tongue. If I'm praying in an unknown tongue, what's praying? My spirit is praying. Well, let's read this from the Amplified Bible. The Amplified Bible reads, reads it this way. Then what am I to do? He says, I will pray with my what? Spirit. By who? By the Holy Spirit that is where? Within me, I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the what? By the Holy Spirit that is within me. And I will sing intelligently with my mind and understanding also. But the key is, he says, I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that lives where? On the inside of me. I'm praying with my spirit by the Holy Spirit. I'm praying with my spirit by who? By the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's not all me and it's not all him. It's me and the Holy Spirit hooking up together and praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying God's perfect will for my life, for the life of my children, for the life of my business, for the life of my ministry. Come on, say amen somebody. Doing what? Praying what? In the Holy Ghost. See, it's about me getting close to the Holy Ghost, folks. I got to get close to who? I got to get close to who? 
Come on, this is a reminder message because sometimes we forget these little simple things that we should be doing. Let me say it again. Sometimes we forget these simple things that we should be doing because why? We get so caught up on life, doing so many things, and we forget to spend that time praying in the Holy Ghost. For example, Carrie, stand up. Stand right here. Now, I'm Pastor Walker. Carrie is the Holy Ghost. Amen? And Jesus is sitting up there. He's up there. Y'all look at you see? Okay. And he wants to give me commandments and order me about everyday maneuvers. He wants to give me commandments concerning the ministry, meetings I have to go to, how and where, how he wants me even to spend the money. Come on, say amen, somebody. But the question is, is that going to work? Is it going to work good if I, get, if I get him or get in the back room or make sure the Holy Ghost is not in my life? Is it going to work? Come on, is it going to work? If, I, if it's going to work, if I keep him in the closet. Come on, say amen, somebody. If it's, if it's going to work, say, Holy Ghost, I don't want to hear you right now. Don't, no tongue things today, okay? No tongue things today. I don't want to know, I don't want anybody to know that I'm spirit-filled. Say it again. I don't want anybody to know that I'm spirit So you just stay over there. Don't let nobody see you now. When I want to speak in tongues, I'll do it in private. Is that going to work? Is that going to work? Because who's supposed to help me doing what I'm supposed to do? The who? The Holy Spirit. You can sit down. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 22. Because notice what it says here. Wherefore tongues are for what? Sign not to them that believe. Here I'm worried about what people say about me praying in the Holy Ghost, about me praying in tongues. It says the tongues are not for a sign, for not for them to believe, but tongues are for them that what? That believe what? That believe not. Then he talks about prophesying, serve them not for, not for them that believe, but for them that what? Which believe. Don't you think since the Holy Ghost is going to give commandments that I ought to get close to the Holy Ghost? Let me say it again. Don't you think since the Holy Ghost is going to give the commandments, I need to get close to the Holy Ghost? And see, according to the Bible, he's the one that's sent to us. Come on, are with me out here? If that's the case, then I need to get close to the Holy Ghost and be careful not to quench the Holy Ghost. And that's what you do when you don't pray in the Holy Ghost enough, when he's prompting you to pray in the Holy Ghost, and you don't do it because you're worried about people around you. Matter of fact, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. What's it say? What's it say? Quench not the spirit. When you're ashamed of him, don't you think you're quenching him? Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. When you're saying the speaking in tongues in front of people, what do you think this, what, what do you think the Holy Ghost is doing? Uh, amen. 
Look at Ephesians 4.30. What do you think you're doing to the Holy Ghost when you're ashamed of speaking other tongues? Because you're worried about what people think. Ephesians 4.30. Amen. Well, they, uh, they don't know what I'm saying. Who cares? Haven't you never seen anybody driving down the road looking, and they're the only one in the car? And they're talking to themselves? They ain't worried about nobody. They just talking to themselves. And their mouth is going, and you looking in the car, who are they talking to? <laughs> Amen. But are they worried about what people think? So why are you worried about praying in other tongues in front of people? Ephesians 4.30 says, and grieve not what? Grieve not what? The Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. See, you grieved him by letting everything else come out your mouth, but you can't open your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. And that's why I get on teenagers all the time. See, they can be loud when they want to be. Let me say it again. They can be loud when they want to be. But when it comes to praying in the Holy Ghost, what they do? They hold their head down. Amen. All you can see is their lips barely moving. <laughs> Come on. You can't hear anything. You can't hear anything. But let them be having a good discussion among themselves. They can get real loud. All right, y'all. Maybe y'all don't hang around teenagers. Maybe y'all need to hang around some more teenagers. Some of y'all need to be in the youth department anyway. Amen. But teenagers can get really Loud. Somebody say really loud. Amen. But that's strange because they can't pray in the Holy Ghost loud and come out their belly. But when they get around each other, they can talk loud. But you tell them to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray louder. Louder. What is it? It's like they're ashamed of the Holy Ghost, folks. And you cannot be ashamed of the Holy Ghost, the one that's going to show you things to come, the one that's going to guide you. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. We're almost done. He said, I, brother, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto what? Carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I fed you with milk and not with what? Not with meat. See, some people, all they, all they have is milk, folks. See, you need milk, but guess what? You should have at least be capable of your time in the word of God and prayer and then eat some meat. So it says, as I fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. And see, understand this, folks. It's time for people to be weaned from milk and start eating some meat. Let me say it again. It's time for people to be what? Weaned from milk and start eating some meat. If they Listen, you will never grow up unless you eat some meat. You cannot drink milk all your life. Are you following out here? You need who? The Holy Ghost. What's he do? He helps mature you in the things of God. 
Let me say it again. He helps what? Mature you in the things of God. It goes on to say, for you are yet carnal. For as you are among what? Among you is what? Envying, strife, division. Are you not carnal and walk as what? Men. Other translations say walking as what? Mere men. See, you are not a mere man or woman. Let me say it again. You are not a mere man or woman. You have the Holy Ghost in you and you have the Holy Ghost upon you. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Come on, say, I have the Holy Ghost in me and have the Holy Ghost upon me. Come on, say this. I am not a mere man. I am not a mere human being. Say, I am God-possessed. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm enabled. I'm empowered. I'm endued with power. I speak for God. I have the gifts of the Spirit. I have the armor of God. And I am not a mere man. Now give him praise like you believe that so. Come on, give him praise like you believe that so. Come on, give him praise like you believe that so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just lift your hands and give God glory. Lift your hands and give God honor. Lift your hands and give him praise. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin praying in the Holy Ghost, not on your phone. 